Is this the end of technological man? Is this the conclusion of all our yesterdays? The boasts of our fabled science? The superhuman conquests of space and time? The age of the wheel? We were warned of judgment. Well, here it is. Here. Now. In the form of billions of microscopic bacilli. I'm Captain Kirk. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present the winners of the 74th Annual Hunger Games. We are the men in black. I'm the doctor, by the way. What's your name? Rose. Nice to meet you, Rose. Run for your life. My name is Optimus Prime. I am the Futus of Borg. Resistance is futile. Yes, a Jedi's drink flows from the Force. But beware of the dark side. It's got a nice ring to it. I mean, it's not technically accurate. It's a gold titanium alloy. I'm sorry, Dave. I'm afraid I can't do that. This is uh, Reach Cold, and you're listening to Treks and Sci-Fi. Hello, everybody. What's happening? This is Mark Daniels from the Great Pacific Northwest, and you are listening to Treks in Sci-Fi. This is episode 603 for Sunday, September 25th, 2016. I'm back this week with another classic science fiction movie. Today's movie is The Omega Man from 1971. It stars Charlton Heston, Rosalind Cash, and Anthony Zerbe. Before I get into this week's podcast, I want to thank Rico for giving me this opportunity to share with all of you another classic science fiction movie. I also want to thank everyone who took the time to tune in today. I hope you enjoy it. With that said, I'm going to play the trailer to The Omega Man. I'll be back after the trailer with some movie information, and then I'll get into the movie. Because the last man on earth is not alone. 
father. Uh-uh, don't turn, just stand. When I want you to turn, I'll turn you on or off, up or around, I'll turn you. Now cool it. Now put your hands out. Out, way out. I'll show the how I like to go crucify you, baby. You got any more questions, fathead? My name's Robert. Your name's Mud. God, I forgot to keep the fuel up in the generator. They'll be into the garage. Omega Man is a 1971 American science fiction movie. It was directed by Boris Sagal. It was produced by Walter Seltzer. It was released August 1st, 1971 and has a running time of 98 minutes. The screenplay was written by John William Corrington and his wife Joyce Corrington. The Omega Man was based on the 1954 novel I Am Legend by Richard Matheson. And here's the cast. Starting at the top. Charlton Heston plays Colonel Robert Neville. Rosalind Cash plays Lisa. Anthony Zerby plays Matthias. Lincoln Kilpatrick plays Brother Zachary. Paul Koslow plays Dutch. And Eric Laneville plays Richie. Before I get into the movie, I want to give you some backstory first. The Soviet Union and China go to war in 1975. Both sides use biological weapons and create a plague that kills most of the world's population. The movie takes place two years later in Los Angeles. Our main character is Colonel Robert Neville. He's a military man and a scientist. He's the only person on Earth who's immune from the plague. He injected himself with an experimental vaccine during the outbreak. The movie starts with Neville driving the deserted streets of Los Angeles. While driving too fast, he wrecks his car. Being he's the only person around, he just leaves his car there, grabs his submachine gun, a tote bag, and a can of gas, and heads out to find another car. He finds a car dealership where he pretends to have a conversation with a salesman about the car. He puts gas in the car, starts it up, and drives it through the showroom window. All right, how much you give me in trade for my Ford? Really? Thanks a lot, you cheating bastard. Neville then goes to a movie theater and watches a documentary on Woodstock. He stays at the movie too long, and it's almost sundown. He's not the only survivor. There's a group of mutant albinos called the family. The family wants to kill Neville and destroy everything from the past. Their leader is Matthias. The family is super sensitive to light and only come out at night. Neville jumps in his car and heads for his fortress. As he approaches his fortress, he is attacked by the family. 
he manages to get inside his fortress after killing three members of the family. Three, brother? Are you sure? Not three. Three, brother. Two were inside the garage when he brought down the door. We heard the shooting. Then Joshua. The light. They should have stayed clear of the light. There was no light, brother. Just the fire. Nonsense. Neville can't see in the dark. Tell him that. Any more than we can see in the light. The hell he sees. Good enough, he sees. One creature caught. Caught in a place he cannot stir from in the dark. Alone. Outnumbered hundreds to one. Nothing to live for but his memories. Nothing to live with but his gadgets, his cars, his guns, gimmicks. And yet the whole family can't bring him down out of that. That hunky paradise, brother. Forget the old ways, brother. All the old hatreds, all the old pains. Forget and remember the family is one. But him, that thing, that creature of the wheel, that lord of the infernal engines, the machines. Brother Zachary is Matthias's right-hand man. But he's a militant brother. He might have been a Black Panther before the plague. Brother Zachary wants to use cannons to deal with Neville. But Matthias won't let him use anything from the past. Put the power to him, brother. Just a little nitro. I can get the cannons out of the old guard armory. We can have him out of there in no time. I said no. We could. But then the curse would begin all over again, don't you see? Yes, I see. I see him living high in the light while we rot and hide like grubs. What do you see, brother? He will be destroyed, brother. He will. But not by guns, not by machines, not by the evil forbidden things. The tools that destroy the world. The world. They destroyed the world. Neville and the family are at war. Neville spends his day searching the city for their hiding place. And speedy Bob Neville, his great legs churning, goes flashing across the finish line with a three-minute and 50-second mile. Go ahead, I want to see some son of a bitch beat that. This is recorded. 6306 Rimini Boulevard, Sector 2. Last five blocks have been clear. Except for some signs they'd been foraging for food in a small grocery store at uh, 5,500 block. I think the prices would keep them in the supermarkets. You gotta hand it to them, they sure cover their tracks. Two years. If I could just find the nest, find out where they hold up. One day, while searching for the family, Neville goes into a department store to get some new clothes. While in the store, he spots an uninfected woman pretending to be a mannequin and chases after her. She quickly loses him, and he believes that this whole thing was in his mind. He finds a nearby bar and has a drink. He hears something moving in the cellar of the bar and goes down to investigate. He goes down there and is captured by the family. And oh, brothers and sisters... I ask you to look at him. Does he have the marks? Do you see them? 
You see him as we were before the punishment, before we gained grace. You see lying there the last of scientists, of bankers, of businessmen, the users of the wheel. Do we use the tools of the wheel as he does? No. Is he of the family? No. Is he of the sacred society? No. Then what is he? He is part of the dead. He has no place here. He has the stink of oil and electrical circuitry about him. He is obsolete. You are discarded. You are the refuse of the past. You're full of crap. How hard it is to admit the truth. Take him to the little room for the questioning. Well, Mr. Neville, now we can talk a little while. It's been a long time since you've talked, except to yourself. Tell me something, will you? Are you fellas really with the Internal Revenue Service? Your little jokes are meaningless, Mr. Neville. Or a doctor or a colonel, whatever it was they called you. I'm a scientist. What the hell are you? Definition of a scientist. A man who understood nothing until there was nothing left to understand. Well, so there is a little light in the forest after all. Guiding light, Mr. Neville. But now to me has passed the responsibility for this last tiny remnant of mankind. Yeah. Well, then why did you quit these bloody games and throw away those Halloween costumes and get these people organized, damn it? Or are you already too far gone? along the road of truth. Oh, for and we are very organized, Mr. Neville. After last night, you should know that. If you're organized, why don't you try finding a cure? There is none! None. There was no cure, and there is no cure. But the family has found its way. We can bear it. The only burden left is you. You've been trying to kill me for two years. Last night, you killed how many? Three of us? And today, we don't know yet. You're the angel of death, Doctor, not us. Neville has a quick trial and is found guilty of heresy. He is to be burned at the stake. He has confessed all, brothers. Murder, use of forbidden tools, practice of prescribed rites, he admits science, medicine, weapons, machinery, electricity. He has not shared the punishments. He does not bear the marks. Marks. Show him, my children. Show him the pretty marks. These are the marks, Mr. Neville punishment which you and those like you brought upon us. In the beginning, we tried to help one another, those that were left. We tried to clean things up to set things straight. We buried things and burned. Then it came to me that we were chosen, chosen for just this work, to bury what was dead, to burn what was evil, to destroy what was dangerous. You're barbarians. 
barbarians. You call us barbarians. Well, this is an honorable name. We mean to cancel the world you civilized people made. We will simply erase history from the time that machinery and weapons threatened more than they offered. And when you die, the last living reminder of hell will be gone. Gone. Brother Zachary. We are ready, brother. The family takes Neville to Dodger Stadium to burn him. Just as they are about to set him on fire, the stadium lights come on, blinding the family. An unknown man cuts Neville loose and takes him to an unknown woman. The woman turns out to be the woman he thought he saw in the department store. All right, you son of a bitch, you just hold tight. Up against the wall, you mother. Uh-uh, don't turn, just stand. When I want you to turn, I'll turn you on or off, up or around, I'll turn you. Now cool it. Now put your hands out. Out, way out, about shoulder high like they're gonna crucify you, baby. Matter of fact, they were gonna roast me. Why'd you stop them? Don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You got any more questions, fathead? My name's Robert. Your name's Mud. Neville and the woman hop on a motorcycle and escape from the family. Okay, hey, hold it. Open it up. You, you're the... You're a living playtex doll. Now, come on, man, get the bike. Move! Pull it out! You really plan ahead. It helps. Now, look. You're gonna run this thing, you understand? But I'm the ramrod. Those stadium lights, how'd you manage that? Dutch knows all about that stuff. Dutch. Come on, man, get on the bike. Don't screw up. I know how to roll, but it's hard on the elbows. And if you just have to play James Bond, I'll bust your ass. Yes, ma'am. Neville and the woman ride out of the city to meet with the man who set him free. His name is Dutch, and her name is Lisa. Dutch and Lisa take care of a small group of children in a hideout outside the city. Dutch knows who Neville is because he was a medical student before the plague. Bio-war pathology parameters in urban and semi-urban environment. General Military Medicine, June 1974. Incremental effects countermeasures to toxic agents in liquid systems delivery. Microbiological letters, January 1975, remember? That's a nice recitation. You know what it means? I was a med school senior when they scratched the world. As a matter of fact, I was going to apply to bio-war labs for my postdoc, but <laughs> the next turn never came. I'm sorry you didn't make it. Sorry, the world didn't make it. Dutch and Lisa rescued Neville from the family so he could take a look at Lisa's brother, Richie. Richie is sick and turning into a mutant. Neville wants to take him back to his fortress to run some tests and begin treatment. Well, take him to my place. I got nearly everything I need there. Is there anything you can do, doctor? I mean, seeing how you've lost over 200 million patients. I don't have it. Have what? The plague. I'm immune. Everybody has it. Everybody but me. There was a vaccine, just an experimental batch. We weren't sure it'd work. Why, if you're immune, you could... That's right. My blood might be a serum. The stage that boy's in, my antibodies could reverse the whole process. Stop it. 
Christ, you could save the world. Screw the world. Let's save Richie. Neville brings Richie back to his fortress. Neville and Lisa become romantically involved. One night, during a romantic dinner between Neville and Lisa, the power goes out, and Brother Zachary makes his move and tries to kill Neville. But Brother Zachary is killed, and we see one of the first interracial love scenes in a movie. Neville's treatment reverses the plague and saves Richie. But Richie wants to know if Neville is going to try to save the family as well. How about it? You going to give him the serum? Fat chance. How come? Well, we'd have to hang around here for a few more months for one thing. For another thing, they're homicidal maniacs, for God's sakes. Hey, man, they're humans. I mean, they're sick, you know. They're vermin. Okay, then. If you don't want to cure them, then kill them. I just knew where they're at. The old court building, that's where. In the Civic Center. That's where they hold up. You're kidding me. They're there. Well, go on. Ain't you gonna go down there and zap them? Why not? You've been looking to kill them for practically two whole years now. Either kill them or cure them, damn it. You're hostile. You just don't belong. Nice of you to let me hang around. At times, you scare me more than Matthias does. Richie takes it upon himself to meet with Matthias and tries to work out some sort of a peace deal. Matthias refuses to listen to Richie and condemns him to death. You know the man. Neville. That's him, yeah. Listen, he's got a serum for what's wrong with you. And if you could just talk to him, get with him, then everybody could be... Yes, everybody could be what? Everyone. Well, everybody could be normal again. I see. You mean we could be as we were before? Yeah, I guess so. The way we were. The way we were. And that's what Neville thinks we want. Is that why he sent you? He didn't send me. He... Silence! Oh, yes. He sent you to offer us something from his world, to change us back to the creatures we were. A trick! A trick to weaken our resolve. I was almost like you, but he saved me. He brought me back. And he wants us all to go away from here. You have been damned, Richard. Don't you see that? Don't you? Prepare the family. Tonight. I think Neville might come out tonight. Neville finds the note Richie left for him and suits up for battle. He heads out for the hiding place of the family and finds Richie dead. The family has set up roadblocks, which causes Neville to crash on his way back to the fortress. Neville makes it back to his fortress only to find that Lisa has turned into a mutant. She is now a member of the family, and she has let the family into his fortress. Neville is caught off guard and is captured by the family. We waited for you, Neville, so you could see this. The end. The end of all you've done. 
You see, none of it was real. It was illusion. Your art, your science, it was all a nightmare. And now it's done. Finished. My brethren, our task is nearly complete. He was the last of those who brought the punishment to us. We have cleansed and purged his world. Now we must build. Build coffins. That's all you'll need. Bring him. Neville breaks free and grabs Lisa. They go out of the fortress and head for a fountain which is well lit. Only minutes to sunrise, Matthias throws a spear which lands in Neville's chest. Minutes later, Dutch and the children pull up just as Neville dies. With his last breath, Neville gives Dutch the blood serum to cure Lisa. Dutch, Lisa, and the kids head off into the mountains. And that's the end of the movie. Now it's time for some movie trivia. The production company wanted a locale that looked like an abandoned metropolitan area, but it was too costly to build. So they decided to shoot the movie in downtown Los Angeles on Sunday mornings. Rosalind Cash was uneasy before her love scene with Charlton Heston, saying, It felt strange making love to Moses. The TV newscaster reporting about the spread of the disease in Neville's flashback is Matthias before getting infected and becoming the leader of the family. Warner Brothers wanted Diane Carroll for the role of Lisa. The Omega Man is the second adaptation of Matheson's novel, the first being The Last Man on Earth from 1964, which starred Vincent Price, and the third adaptation, I Am Legend, starring Will Smith, which was released in 2007. Movie producer Walter Seltzer and actor Lincoln Kilpatrick would work with Heston again in Soylent Green. Seltzer would produce Soylent Green while Kilpatrick played the burnout priest that knew the secret of Soylent Green. At the end of the movie, Charlton Heston's character, Neville, dies in the same way as another character Charlton Heston played in a movie called Khartoum. He played Chinese Gordon, and they were both died with a spear in their chest. And that's all I have for movie information. Now it's time for the Star Trek Connection. Everybody knows I'm a big Star Trek fan, and I try to find a Star Trek connection in every movie and TV show I watch. Today's movie has two Star Trek connections. The first Star Trek connection is Anthony Zerbe. He was Matthias in today's movie. He was also Admiral Matthew Dougherty in Star Trek Insurrection. The second Star Trek connection is a deep pull. I should get an award for this one. The second Star Trek connection is Brian Tochi. He was the young Asian boy who was manning the machine gun at Dutch and Lisa's hideout when Neville and Lisa pulled up on the motorcycle. He was also one of the children in the third season episode of the original series, And the Children Shall Lead, which happens to be the first Star Trek episode of Star Trek I saw as a kid. I saw it live on NBC in 1968. That's how old I am. And that's all I have for the Star Trek connection. Here are my comments about this movie. I watched the 2007 DVD release from Warner Brothers. The DVD comes with an introduction by co-stars Eric Lanneville and Paul Koslow and screenwriter Joyce Corrington. It also comes with a feature called The Last Man Alive, Omega Man, and a theatrical trailer. The picture and sound quality on this DVD are pretty good. The score to this movie is excellent. It is composed and conducted by Ron Grainer. 
and I did a little research on Ron Grainer, and he composed the theme to Doctor Who. As far as overall, the movie's great. It's definitely a movie from the 1970s. I like how they sprinkled in a little black exploitation into a science fiction movie. It fits in perfect with Shaft, Superfly, and Blackula. I think I saw this movie at a drive-in when I was 9 or 10 years old. Um, the cast did a great job. Charlton Heston was great as Neville. I loved his one-liners throughout the movie. They were great. Uh, Rosalind Cash, she was great as well. She was definitely soul sister number one. Uh, Anthony Zerby was great as a leader of a mutant albino religious cult. That's a lot of words. Um, my Personally, my favorite character was Brother Zachary. I love Brother Zachary. Um, when I was watching this movie, I was sitting there thinking, yeah, he was definitely a Black Panther before the plague. I really liked his character. This is the second ad adaptation of the book. So there's three. Of the three, this is my favorite. Didn't really care for the one with Vincent Price or Will Smith. Um, you know, they're no Charlton Heston. But I do like the, the spin where they changed the the family which is a bunch of mutant albinos from vampires i like that that's a great idea and i liked how they made his love interest a black woman because the movie was made 1970 71 and it was right in the middle of the black power movement and it fits so perfect love this movie um overall i think it's a great movie and i would recommend it to all science fiction fans i'm gonna give this movie a solid eight and those are my comments about this movie. And that's it for this week's podcast. Um, before I wrap up this week's podcast, I want to thank Rico again for giving me another opportunity to share with all of you another classic science fiction movie. I also want to thank everyone who took the time to tune in this weekend. I hope you enjoyed it. I'll end this podcast with some music from the original soundtrack from this movie. It's track number six, and it's called Zachary Makes His Move. Rico will be back next week on the podcast with Jen, and they will talk Trek. I'll be back soon with another classic science fiction movie. Until then, everyone take care. This is Mark Daniels, signing off.